Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth Couch, midwives of culture for grace and truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. Now, y'all know usually we bringing people to the table. <laughs> but today, we got brought to the couch. And not Ooh. just any old couch. We got brought to the weird couch by <laughs> propaganda and armor. Oh, my hey, God. We got an invitation. over. <laughs> It's a crossover remix. Because <laughs> <laughs> Confinity War ain't the greatest crossover ever. No, this is, it was this pretty is. good, though. <laughs> okay. Yo, we had somebody straight spoil that mug oh, at our small I'm group sorry. yesterday. I was low-key, like, legitimately pissed. Oh, that's too bad. Yes. I, haven't even, I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it. I've just already committed to knowing that it's going to get spoiled for me. <laughs> Jason almost cried. It was really sad to watch. Oh. I, I had to walk out the room. I was like, I'm actually pissed at you right now. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. We're going to need reconciliation. Once yes. Oh, yeah. Repentance. We good. All right. There you go. There you go. That's Preach. We're not going to let that steal our joy. We're right. just happy to be Fight on this it. couch with y'all. We are happy to be y'all on this noticed couch. The, I don't know if these listeners caught that little Easter egg you threw at them. You said, hey, welcome to the truth couch. Oh, that was the <laughs> warning. <You're> like, oh. <laughs> set them off. Oof. Yeah. I set them up. I set them up. <laughs> They're up to my tricks now. <laughs> so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> So we, so first of all, as some of y'all know, if you follow us in the Twitter sphere, that like we're already like homies, we already cousins. We see <laughs> each other Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? And um, so there was already a lot of like cross germination, and and Akemini and I are already in a, a probably a year long group text already. So <laughs> a lot of this was already happening, and uh, so it's kind of like a no brainer that at some point we needed to do some sort of like collaboration but the the, yes. the thing was like we had to wait for the holy spirit to <laughs> let the craziness of the world align to well, where well. we come up with come on jesus <laughs> that would make both of our worlds collide and so that's why we super excited about what we about to get into right now we're hype and our and our listeners were asking for it so that was great and i'm sure they they're surprised that it actually happened <laughs> That's super encouraging. And 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 shout out to Alma right now that she's sitting in the seat I'm usually sitting in where usually I'm the only non-Latino in the conversations we existed in. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm the I'm the only one this time. Go <laughs> oh, no. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm gonna try to represent y'all. I'm gonna try to represent. <laughs> so here's the thought and it's funny like even bringing that up like what we kind of want to bring to the table uh we want to bring to the table something remarkably black now there's distinctly (laughs) remarkable black irrevocably black (laughs) that was a great episode (laughs) you know it's funny it's some podcasts i can't really listen to because uh it's not that I don't like them. It's that I like them too much. Like, I be wanting to interject Aww. into the conversation. <laughs> I got something to and say. And I'm like, man, I'm not there. I'm like, yo, you know what Josh is say? You know what? And I'm just like, man, you can just record it. Bro. It's That's a recording. It's okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, something irrevocably black right now. And But there's a good amount of intersections it to is. this. It's just this idea of sort of the highs and lows that kind of comes with experiencing blackness in general in America, but specifically Mm. recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I guess it's ultimately like 
ultimately sort of about just kind of soul care and mental health, you know. Um, and we're just going to use a few, which I know is is different for the table, where we're using um, sort of like hot takes yeah. from from uh, from like current events to yeah, kind of like yeah. lead into a bigger convo. Um, so we want to do that, you know. We yeah, want to yeah. talk about sort of the heights of Baychella all the way down to the sunken place <laughs> that is Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> And I was the one that was always like, I don't want to, because this whole, I miss the old Kanye. Like, mm -hmm. I was the one that was trying to be like, okay, I'm an artist. I understand you evolve as an mm -hmm. artist, man. It's mm -hmm. just frustrating when somebody thinks your best work is something uh, you did five hmm. years ago. Mm. Like, that's demoralizing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Wow. So I've always tried to give him that. However, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You have pushed me into a corner, Young West. <laughs> young West. <laughs> young West. Enough is enough. Um, yes. So, yeah. So, this is the idea. So, we want to talk about, um, and then I'll stop yammering, but, like, <laughs> we want to talk about, here. here here's, here's the setup. You have the emotional highs and the beauty of sort of what the type of representation that, like, Black Panther and what Wakanda went meant, like why we were all changing our like avies to like our names to having with a T and apostrophe in front of it. Because it was just like, you know, when you usually like, you know, why this was so big, I know y'all covered this too, is like you, you're looking at like, it's black people in white spaces. Mm -hmm. So when you see diversity, that's what you're talking about. You just, it's still a white universe. We're just sprinkled in it. This was the first time we was able to actually see like a black universe. You know, mm -hmm. and it was so such like in, it was so invigorating for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and of course, that it's probably but it was so invigorating. Right. Follow that up with Baychella, <laughs> you know, which we could go into <laughs> more specifically where it was like we just found the capital hey. city in Wakanda. Yeah. It's Baychella. Yeah. Baychella, Wakanda. Yeah. Dude, I'm. it was like, yo, I'm on my way. I'm ready to fly. I'm ready to fly down right now. You know, <laughs> and then. And then just to go from that and just this beauty of just like this unapologetic blackness, it's just when you feel like you make it some sort of progress, all of the sudden you just get <laughs> dragged all the way down. Just the, the high and low of that dragged all the way down to our TV father just being officially the actual scumbag that we was assuming might possibly be true, but didn't mm -hmm. nobody want to admit it. Um, that that yeah. Bill Cosby actually truly fell from grace. And a side note about that too, I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm gonna <laughs> shut up after this. Go is... on, we'll we'll the... okay. <laughs> my wife go with we'll see. She's been around. But just it's I think we talked we we actually talked about it last season in our episode to where it was like it's a few things and and the truth table sisters, y'all, y'all y'all can attest to this maybe i'm tripping or not but there's a few things that like you just learn as black people just where we kind of like silently know but we yeah. don't say this in front of white people for example like okay oj did it all right mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. that man killed them with killed them people but i'm not finna say that in front of y'all mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i'm just like i put like we okay dog he did it it was just what i'm like Worst kept secrets among the black community where it's like, nah, nah, you know, uh, and, you know, 
I, I can't throw R. Kelly into that one because we was pr- quickly on some like when you married Aaliyah when he was 14, right. when she was 14. Right. We were all like, I don't know, brother. You kind of weird. Yeah, yeah you kind of trifling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, but I felt like Bill Cosby was one of those ones where we was just yeah. like, ah, he probably did this, but oh man, I, I just, I, I don't, I just, man, I just hope yeah. it's not true. I just, but. He probably did this. It just—I'm just not gonna say this in front of people, but that—that that dirty yeah, old yeah. man, you know. You still—you still feel that way though about about Bill? Where you or or at what point no, no, did no, no, you no. kind of shed that? Uh, I can't cop to this in in public. It was—it was the—it was, was probably the ninth woman to come Hello forward. Well, I'm like, I'm like, fam, it's like sixty of them. And then, so when you get to, okay, I can, I can attest that like, it could be, it could be, there is, although I'm on the Me Too movement side and I'm like, I'm going to immediately believe the ladies, I get it, you know what I'm saying? But I am also a public figure and I understand that there's sometimes people just Mm -hmm. honestly don't like you and they Mm -hmm. trying to like figure out a way to undo whatever you're doing for whatever reason, right? So Mm -hmm. if it's one or two, I could be like, okay maybe there's a possibility maybe that this don't sound the way it sounds but fam 62 like you can't that's not even enough money to go around (laughs) if y'all sued a man like that's not even a big enough pot Mm -hmm. to split so like I can't even argue that there's a financial reason. This I'm like if it's one or two of y'all I could say okay y'all could split two million okay I get it but you finna split it 62 yeah, ways yeah, like yeah that's not worth y'all's time you know what i'm saying so for me it was like by by like the fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh i was like nah bro nah bro yeah. this is a pattern homie like yeah yeah yeah. well and I also the other the thing too is um yeah when you're a part of a collectivist culture then things aren't as simple as like okay that person sucks and that's it so um Bill Cosby, whether we, we want this to be true or not, um, becomes representative for something larger than just one individual. So we all, people know that. People of color know that. Black folk mm-hmm. know yeah. that when uh, when black people do stuff crazy. You know, I remember like the, the sniper case that happened in D.C. And, and yeah, I remember oh saying, God. I was in grad school, I remember saying to like <laughs> the black woman who was one of the administrative assistants, I was like, Oh Lord, please don't let it be nobody black. Please don't let it be. Exactly. Because because I know Mm -hmm. that white people can have somebody crazy within the within their community, and it's not going to be a reflection on all white people. But if black people start sniping Mm -hmm. people, then it's oh Lord. That's that's something we had going for us. We never were accused of being snipers, and now we got a sniper. (laughs) So so. Oh man! Yeah, we, we, we're not going to be the serial killers. We're not going to be the snipers. And so, anyway, yeah, I, I think part of that is the is what made people hold on to the the kind of this fake Cosby narrative as long as they did. Not just not just misogyny, although misogyny is certainly in play, but also this sense of if um, of course if he falls down, unfortunately, it, it represents more mm-hmm. than just him, mm-hmm. which sucks. Mm-hmm. I've always I've often wondered what that was that like our mm-hmm. collective identity a not not necessarily only a survival adaption but like something that predates all mm. forms of colonialism and it's just this is just who we are like we understand our identity in context of others 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then when you add suffering, um, it, it was almost like we leaned into what we already knew or was it because we were forced into this situation, it became a survival mode and you kind of just got to mm. take the good and the bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, that's a good question. I think part of it is that by nature, I think our community, our black community um, um, is is communal just period this is you know pre-colonial that that's just by nature that's how we are but i think that um since you know the introduction of white supremacy which is a global project um i think it's that those stereotypes and that anti-blackness and all that comes with all of that um oppression that we all grapple with um in, in different ways um in different places depending on where you're located right in the world um all of that is put on to you and you feel the weight of the black world on you, right. As, as a black person to, to represent yeah. the race, wherever you mm-hmm. are, wherever, you know, where you happen to be. And so I think in some ways it did become like that collective identity did become mm-hmm. somewhat of a survival um, tactic in the face of, or in light of, you know, yeah. white, white supremacy. Now um, yeah. I, I, I think in some ways, I don't know. I, I I think in some ways, for better or for worse, I think we're losing some of that, uh, which is kind of what the point of this mm. podcast is, is in some ways, right? So we, we went yeah. from Baychella, you know, uh, yeah. Beyonce just taking us in and showing us she is the king of the world. Um, <laughs> yes. And then you going down to the sunken place where Kanye uh, currently resides um, yes. and what's happening there, and which I would like, which we will impact. And so it shows you like, Hey man, look. Uh, we we always say we're not a monolith, and so mm-hmm. I think that's. Wow. Be- I hope it's become yeah, abundantly yeah. clear that we're not now. Um, now I'd hate for for I, mean, I hate what's happened. You know, this week yeah. I don't like that to be like the the you know the the verification badge, if you will, for we're not a monolith. You know, like now we're saying that yeah, it's like a choice. Like Ugh. yeah, that's crazy. But, but you know, yeah. I was thinking. Um, individuation and personal agency and autonomy those are very mm-hmm. like post enlightenment western values mm-hmm. and they're from a come up from a white centric standpoint that is the that is seen as the kind of the ideals of sex uh, self actualizing um, as a human, like that's you're 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 an individual entity. You are you have full agency. You have complete. That's why li- you know liberty, yeah. liberty, liberty. All this stuff about liberty, right? And and in some ways, if you're thinking about a group mm-hmm. that you're going to dehumanize, you're going to strip them of that very ideal. So I, I would say that certainly uh, people of African descent are represent more collectivist cultures and communities. But as a product of the way the oppression system is set up, we have to be lumped together. It's like you are you are all the same. We can't we can't have any nuances or any differences because we have to have this reason to create this system of racial stratification, which says that all y'all go down here. All of us go up here, Um, although it's an invisible stratification. Right. Because Mm -hmm. white dominant culture would say, like, what are you talking about? That's Mm -hmm. that's not what's happening. We're individuals. Right. So so in that sense, I think it. Yeah, I think that we are a collectivist c- community and group, obviously, but I, but I do think it's that's overemphasized at times because it's one one of the ways in which um, huh. white supremacy works to justify mm-hmm. the collective mistreatment and degradation of the group. Wow. Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> 
a word. Babe, you got something to add, yeah, add no, there? I was just kind of getting my mind blown, but also one of the things that I was thinking <laughs> about, and and also I'm trying to model out there for for other folks, you know how just the stature of like listening when it's when you're not black. <laughs> So mm-hmm. what black people have to say about blackness, you know, instead mm-hmm. of feeling like you have to interject or, you know, mm-hmm. make it about us. So, you know, it's purposeful, but it's also just kind of soaking it in. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I was thinking about is also, you know, the project of uh, individual yeah. di- individualization that you were talking about also has a lot to do in the ways that we have been dehumanized, you know, like the ways that like I think black people have been dehumanized because the moment that you start sort of not giving a holistic view of a person or of a culture, it's easier to dehumanize you and to treat you poorly and treat you differently because mm. you're not really, uh, you know, a whole person, a whole person and just mm-hmm. the idea mm. of that. And uh, I think, you know, and I can totally relate to some of the mm. stuff and especially as we hear, of things happening, mm. you know, violent acts being committed, you know, or any like big story coming out, just my my initial gut reaction being like, yeah. oh my gosh, please don't let it be a Latino person or a black yeah. person. Right. It's usually followed by or a black person because, you know, there's this collective For identity sure. also For in sure. being people of color and what that means, you know, in this context, in the US context, I think that mm. is very real, right? So yeah, just Yeah. I I uh I like that you brought up the idea that it's like the 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 rugged individualism idea as we know it just really just sits in sort of our orb of time and space and mm-hmm. in sort of the grand scheme of human history it's actually a rather yeah. new yeah new concept mm-hmm. you know what I mean um and that's good to like uh, like for real like really put in context um. Because even like I even think of like time as I was touring on sort of the first tour I ever did was mm-hmm. on on like Native American reservations uh, with mm-hmm. my homie Red Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, he took me on all these tours. He's an amazing artist. Um, but one of the things that they what you really see now, granted, they're not a monolith either. So like each yeah. one of these tribes had their own sort of creation stories. They were all kind of similar, but you know their own creation stories, the way they understand and relate to the world, the world around them. But one of the things that they understood was that being a holistic person is in being in right re- relationship with your creator, mm-hmm. with each other, and with the soil. Mm. Like that all three of those have to be in play. Like if any of these are not in right relationship, um, then you are a disembodied person, mm-hmm. right? And and nothing's gonna work out, right? So their identity, their success, and their concept of personhood, um, uh, the, the the few of the, the tribes that I can remember uh, where we got this deep in, um, they were like, it's it's impossible to think of your. There is no individual if not related to their kinsmen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's no concept of humanity separate from that. There's no concept of humanity that's not tied to the soil because the soil is the gift we've all been given, right? Mm-hmm. And since we don't own it, it's a gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and if we own it, I mean, I can't sell it. You know what I'm saying? So like, no, you, that their concept, like humans can't own land. You can't sell land. You don't own it. How not you going? You ain't make it. How you gonna own something you ain't make? You understand what I'm saying? So like, so so 
I need to be in the in the land is like and in one of those like just sort of horrible like disservices that some of just translations from like Hebrew to Latin to Greek kind of sold us uh, was this concept of like flesh and dirt not being good in the way that God called it good in Genesis. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So in their idea, they're like, yo, how could dirt not be good if everything we need comes from it? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right? Not only that, so do you. Like, you come from the, Mm -hmm. you're made of the dirt. Like, you understand what I'm saying? What do you, you know, and which is crazy to me because I'm like, I mean, that's uh, what Genesis told me also. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, so they have this this like so it's just this idea that like this the concept of you being separate from your neighbor and your soil is just not in their ethos. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. that that kind of gets down to which is something that we I think we miss a lot right in our little Western frame, framework, if you will, um, our connectedness um, in the importance of our connected connectedness to the land. You know, um, yeah, we're from where we come from. Uh, I think that's, that's one of the grave evils of of slavery really and colonialism, right? Is that the plunder of that land of that, that heritage that's linked to that Mm -hmm. land, that history um, that was stolen um, from um, African people during the slave trade, right? So the descendants of slaves and then those whose lands were confiscated or taken away um, due to colonialism. And so, and I, I think in some ways, uh, you know, by God's grace, you know, here in America, you know, African-Americans have been able to forge their own culture, you know, um, in, in, in the face of such um, a heinous um, act or history, right, that was mitigated um, against Black people have been able to um, rise, you know, uh, still rise, um, as Mother Angelou uh. taught us. And so I think that's what, in some ways, I, and, and maybe I'm putting dubs on it, but uh, I, I feel like that's what Baychella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just about to say that. For I think for many of us now, and I have to be completely honest. I was never really a huge Beyonce fan. I always thought she was amazing. I always thought she's a great dancer. I always thought she's very beautiful. She can sing. So I was never hating on her, but I, I just never was like, I'm gonna go pick up that album. Like her, her just music. Whoa. It just for me, her her music never drew me in like that. Like right. you know, yes. let, let, let me echo that. Let me echo that. No, that's not true. I'm with the Kimmy on that. <laughs> that that's true. That was that's true for me. Yeah, that that was like for me. Mine <laughs> right. was like, oh, Badu dropped a new album. Boop, stat. Let me go buy that. Oh, okay. I don't need to listen to. Okay, okay, okay. That's just kind of for some reason I just don't gravitate toward uh, Beyonce's music like that. But Baychella really changed things for me. Now there's levels to like um <laughs> Bay, like um Bay fandom. I know. And don't, so I'm not upset. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking Bay. I'm not I'm worried about you. We gotta make sure none of them no, hear know, you say what know, you just said. I think I'm setting it up right, but I'm just yeah, telling them I'm not in the beehive. I'm probably not gonna go to like you know shell out a whole bunch of money to go to a concert like that. Like I think you really gotta be a fan to do that. But I think yeah. she was just. Mm-hmm. I mean, her performance was so compelling, and I was like, I, I think I, I tweeted this. <laughs> I was like, I'm a Bayleaver. Like I put this on. Uh, not I didn't tweet it. You I put it on Instagram. I put it on Instagram. I was like, I'm a Bayleaver, y'all. Like I really am. 
time, I was like, this woman is amazing. And so I thought it was it was a powerful ode and um, celebration of Black culture, of Blackness. Um, it was just nope. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful from start to finish. And I, I was floored by it. Um, but what are y'all's thoughts on uh, Baychella and... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, go for and it. And Wakanda. Yeah, I'm going to have some. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Yep. Yeah, we oh, hear you, babe. Oh, dang. This whole time I was like trying to talk and I think it was cutting off. So I was trying to agree with you because I've never yeah. been a Beyonce fan. And I've oh, said this okay. out loud to Jason. So I'm surprised he don't remember because I got oh, so oh, much hate. Oh. Yeah, but you ain't black. So much hate for it. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect okay. you. I didn't I'm going to put it out there, me. even though I know the beehive's going to attack me. <laughs> but oh my God. I've never yep. been impressed with her voice. Like, I feel like her voice ain't yep. even like, I feel like <laughs> everything right. else has been ama- is amazing. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, her. I mean, I can acknowledge that in my own culture, JLo's voice, whack, right? I mean, she, it's yeah. just this. Yes, like, I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to defend it just because she's out there making moves, being a Latina. But you know, know J-Lo and Bay are not But, on but the I get your level. point, though. I do they're get not, your point. They're not. They're not. <laughs> but <laughs> Very different. But, uh, yeah. I'm trying to make it relevant <laughs> to Latinos. Shit is a three pass right there. Shit is a three Yeah, but I've never been impressed with her voice, but I always loved just everything that she was doing with her career. Like, yeah. you could just see the drive. I admired that. I admired just trying to grow as an artist. Like, I saw her evolving and similar with Jay-Z, like, I also was not a fan. I actually prohibited Jason from playing any of his songs at our wedding. Wow. I was, like, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. against yeah, that Jay- happened. Because, <laughs> Why? I just, because I just felt that for the, and this is something that I place on folks. And, you know, I, I've had to humble myself since kind of having a voice now where I feel people are kind of looking at me to yeah. also be in the center. But you know, when I was in the outside looking in, I, I remember thinking like, why aren't you guys ministering your voice to do stuff about like all these injustices and all mm. these things that are going mm. on before it was hot, before justice was hot, before, you yeah. know, being aware of these issues was like a thing. They had so much, uh, you know, uh, th- so much ability to like reach folks and talk about this, these issues that make them relevant. And they just were not talking about it. And I was just yeah. like, how can you not talk about it? Like I was so like just, and so, and so he, yeah, disappointed, like he pissed me off. And so I was just like, I mm-hmm. didn't like the way he was, you know, using his platform. And so I was just <laughs> very against Jay-Z when he was, uh, you know, before he kind of like decided to go into <laughs> retirement, but then just, like, I'm just boy. kidding and came right back. Um, and he grew up. Yeah. But honestly, like the last, <laughs> yes. oh my God. the last couple al- or the black album was finally when i was like okay all right you're starting to do something i'm seeing it and then when he came back i was like okay he's here mm-hmm, now you're mm-hmm, where where mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. wanted you to be <laughs> 10 years ago yeah. for real for real that's and I'm like, I've always said that. That. yeah no i've always said that yeah. I, you know i've never been shy about that and people right. were even like what do you mean you can't play jay at, at your wedding i'm like no i'm sorry he, i just don't i can't respect that so mm. anyway getting back yeah <laughs> getting back to uh beyonce and now ever since the whole cheating situation with beyonce like i feel like again i had to be like dang like do you do i just put you back on the shelf again or do i just now the grace has been shown to me like i could show a little more grace <laughs> so yeah. i still you know i have a lot of feelings about that but she got an asterisk next to yes, it but yeah, go ahead perpetual um but beyonce yeah so i've never been really impressed for similar reasons and also because i just don't feel like her voice is all that great um but i love the way that she just you know is 
super encouraging like and then as soon as you could tell Mm -hmm. she she started quoting feminists in her music and i can't i can't remember which album it was (laughs) because i'm not you know really good about buying albums either but um I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, yes, you're talking about real mm-hmm. issues now. I can listen. And and I think becoming a mother for her did something to mm-hmm. her w- and just made her grow in this very deep way mm-hmm. where all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, okay, there's a lot of substance here. And even though some songs are still very poppy and not, you know, at all very deep at that time, I, you know, obviously with the Lemonade album, she completely like blew that out of the water. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. But just, you know, I, I started to see that and I was yeah. like, oh, this is so exciting. And so I've been a big fan of hers because of that. And so when I, you know, heard about Beychella and what she was doing there, and I remember mentioning it to someone, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was like super excited. Did you, you know, have you been keeping up, uh, you know, with her performance? Did you hear about it? And people were like, oh, no, it just seemed like she was just doing her thing, you know, like shaking her booty up there, like kind of nothing different than anybody else is doing. And I was like, hold up. What do you mean? So I had to like just totally break it down how she's in this white space with in her full thickness, unashamed of it yeah. and just bringing in like just you know, his history to like African-American identity in terms of just dressing up as a queen and just outfit changes and bringing in like music that had been denied, you know, space in this kind of environment and how that was such a healing thing for people and how it's beyond just like her up there shaking her booty. Like it's so deep because she's, it's all orchestrated and it's almost like a play as you watch it. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is a whole production that has so much thought behind it. Like it's not just, you know, music as usual. And so, yeah. yeah. I I feel like it takes like that outside perspective because she used a term that I never thought about. Like she used two terms when we talked about it offline. She was like, one was like how healing this Mm -hmm. is. And I wouldn't have even thought of it as like, until she said it, like, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, because of, yeah, her, the, the, again, like we said, the unapologetic blackness of it. And then the other thing that she pointed out was this idea that you're, you, she actually united two narratives and made them into one in a way that was so creative and beautiful because you take this like, you know, this sort of African garb and like tribal mm-hmm. sort of throwbacks and you tie that to like historic black college, yeah, like drum line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you put it together to be like, yo, this is one narrative. Yeah. And that's something that like, I didn't think about it until she said yeah, it, and even you the, know, like, that like, even, no. yeah, even like the basic, sorry, even like the basic, Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. uniform of like the sweatshirt with the shorts, just being like, yeah, I'm just regular. And how she's tying that, you know, to like, this is part of being a queen. You could just be so just you now in this moment, but you have this rich history. To oh, yeah, about. yeah. She did a good <laughs> job. So, <laughs> what, what, now, see, you went to HBCU. So what do you think about the drum line and yeah. all of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, first let me say, yeah, I, I would echo the same sentiments as um, Alma and E on this about Beyonce. I mean, I 
I, I, maybe I was at my holiness church back when she got really popular, but I, I, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, I, I just didn't, I just didn't really fully catch on. I was much more of like a Lauren Hill yes. kind of person. So, yes. but, but all of that to say, she reminds me a lot of Tina Turner, mm-hmm. and I actually really loved, I really loved, Ooh. and Tina she Turner. loves Tina. Um, she loves Tina too. That's yeah. one of her idols. And so when I, I, when I see her, to me, like at her best i i get this tina turnerness oh, yeah. from her which is like this incredible strength and so even if i you know even if i'm not like you know i really love her voice or whatever i have no doubt that she has invested in her own development oh, yeah. yeah as excellent as she can possibly be and that's something that i respect about people in there whatever whatever they're doing like they have invested in being excellent in it so um so she has my respect in the sense that i i'm like no she's trying to pursue excellence in her beyonce-ness um, now, yeah, so yes, yeah, so I went to HBCU, I'm a member of a, a Black Greek letter sorority. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I get, so those particular themes uh, stood out to me and her pay, paying tribute to them. I feel like I understand just how powerful that is. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about um, he, he who will not be mentioned uh, uh, <laughs> falling, falling from grace, you know, the Cosby show, et cetera. And um, the power of images and when, yeah. World was on, Cosby Show was on, just them wearing HBCU sweatshirts mm. boosted in Oh my goodness, yes. Um yeah. we we saw an increase in black women wanting to be lawyers. We saw an increase in black men wanting to be doctors. And so I know that she knows that. I know that she understands the yeah. power of symbolism. And right now we have messages upon messages that are devaluing mm-hmm. black lives. Yeah. Um yeah. and and so for her to say, let me show you um, what, and let me show you an African queen mm-hmm. and let me show you the expression of that and what that looks like in higher education. And let me show you, yeah. let me remind you the rhythm of the rhythms of the African drum yep. that you'll hear in, in the drum line at a historically black college. Yes. So I think yes. for her to connect that, I greatly appreciate it because I just, I have a sense of how powerful imagery is, particularly for young people, like that representation, um, is going to be really powerful, yeah. and and for her to for, for her to tie those pieces together to use her platform in that way, and plus, yeah. obviously, the space that she's in is a very predominantly white space, mm-hmm. um, and to bring that into that space and to take over it, take it over. Oh, she shut <laughs> oh, it she down. Redefine it. Yeah, she to, like, it rename it. Down. No one else and, it. No one. Yeah, no one else is renamed. Oh no, it's like, baby. Like, no no one and I think and it's I think we have to remember she she put her money where her twerk was. She gave a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to four HBCUs after the Baychella performance. So mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah, lose sight of that. She did. You know, yeah. Yeah, I was going to add before we do this transition, is that like, yeah, like as a as a professional artist, there's other behind the scenes stuff that like what Beyonce and what Jay-Z does that is like representation or as like a lesson to me, not only as a black Mm -hmm. entertainer, as a black man, but even as a believer, like she pays her staff so well. Number one, she pays them very well. You need a theological theological consultant. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, her understanding, their understanding of ownership and like you, you create stuff, you know, she, she figured out ways like her stylist was like her stylist, but then she was like, actually, you need to own your own business. So I'm going to figure out how to make you set up your business. And then I'll just be one of your contracts mm-hmm. rather than you work for me. Mm-hmm. 
you set up your own. Like, I'm going to help you set up your own so that you good. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just the way that she thinks about not just entertainment and, like you said, the excellence, but the excellence of the entertainment business is, like, second to none. And it's it's hard for you to be like, I'm going to take my employees, if you will, create for them companies so that rather than they're my employees, I'm just a contracted client yeah. for them rather than them a client for me. That's And if that's not Christ-like, if that's not, you understand what I'm saying? Empowering where it's just them. like, no, yeah. like, I'm going to, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. empowering them. Yeah, so, so, so all that to say, like, we were walking on water after Baychella. <laughs> like, I was like, man, I'm like, I'm going to walk out in the daishiki only. There you go. Like, that's, that's how, like, lit it was. You know what I'm saying? Only to turn on the TV. And mind you, and, and, and for me, it's like the, the point of the whole thing for me is like, how, how do we deal? The, the lessons, how, we deal, how, how do we deal with the soul care of this? Because... As both of you guys were naming, like y'all was into Lauren Hill, y'all was into uh, you know, Erica Badu. Like I was, you know, everybody knows me, knows me well enough to know that I was like hundred percent to my core DNA, underground backpacker, true school, boom bap <laughs> hip hop. Like, you understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's on the radio, they sold yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? So like yep. so why Kanye was so interesting was because no one bridged those two worlds. Either you were ruckus, most deaf, quali, right? Uh, either you were that or you were Jay-Z, Jigga, radio yeah. rap. Like, there was nobody that was both. Kanye came out and was both. So he was this hybrid that whose father was a panther, you know, and just had this, like, he was so intriguing. And then me as, again, as an artist, I always, and I tell Ahmed this all the time, like it's, part of it's just my character in general. Like I'm like long suffering with people. Like I believe in like giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's not what we think it is. Like that's just what I am. That's, part of that's just from being from just the city where you just like, nah, my peoples come first. I don't care, mm-hmm. they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, it was like, Again, creative to creative, I'm like, I understand what it means to have some sort of the chemical makeup of your brain is why you're so creative, but why nobody else on the planet makes sense to you because they don't see the earth the way you see it. And it can be so frustrating. You're like, like on some Vincent Van Gogh, like one day I'm gonna cut off my ear. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's just nothing around me makes sense. And I'm trying to explain it to people. And it's so clear to me. I don't see why you don't see it. So like that level of crazy, I, I get, and I always wanted to give it to him. It, and I always wanted to be like, maybe it's not what I think. Maybe it's not what I think. Maybe it's not what I think. Yeah. Maybe it's not what I think. Y'all maybe was it's not riding, what I think. And riding, I just like, y'all was riding that them to the wheels fall off too. And I guess for me, part of it is that, and I always tell my friends, like, you know, a lot of people are like mourning the loss of Kanye and I'm like, For me, it's been more fascinating to watch people's reactions, his fans' reactions to him, um, than it is for Kanye. And so I think, um, and I want to be careful here because what I don't want to do, because I think, um, I think Kanye is in a bit of a crisis. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing, but I do believe that he is in crisis. And so we don't want to, I I personally don't want us, and I think me and Christina have even talked about this, so we don't want to exploit that. Uh, But I I think it's helpful for me to say, I had never, I, I think I, I never got an attachment to Kanye 
And I think it's because I got uh-huh. saved like in um holding this shirt. I got saved in like two thousand four. Yeah, I got saved. Yeah, I got saved in two thousand four, right when <laughs> Kanye started popping, I think, or was about to pop. And so Yeah. But you have to say this. So like even yeah. I'm sorry, I'm jumping in here because now I'm the Kanye expert. <laughs> but I'm like, you have to say, okay, so Kanye mm-hmm. put Lupe on a record. Yeah, yeah. Kanye, I mean, like what did Kanye put Jay Ivy on a record? Kanye was always like, even in all of his weirdness, he was like, Yo, are you a young talent? Oh, I'm yeah. gonna give you a shot. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to put chance on his album. Like he didn't have to do these things, you know, and those things. It just you, it, and and then it's like and then and then you find yourself like you said the fan response. I find myself being like, "What's this?" The same boy that told him that the Lord told him to put the kilt on because it was gonna be <laughs> it, it, in, encouraging to young Ch- Chicago. This the same man that that attached the uh, the Confederate flag on his jacket when he made the new slaves thing because he's saying I'm trying to change the narrative about this thing. And I'm just like, I, and and then I know people that were in his circle and they're like nah bro like when this is what happens when you push people that are truth telling mm-hmm. to you out of your life there's just it's there's you're, now that's you, the truth. you have to have people around you that will tell you <laughs> yeah. the truth that is true yeah. that is true and then you take it which, which well he does I mean John Legend tried um, but you know, I mean, he does have people that have been trying. I mean, I think even Chance tried. We saw, you know, I, I think people have been trying. It's just he doesn't, yeah. you know, want to hear it. And I, I just, I think he just has a lot going on. And I don't know. I'm not trying to make yeah. excuses for the man, really, because I don't really have, you know, um, yeah. a, 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 a dog in this yeah. fight, so to speak. I mean, I, think- yeah, I really don't, you know. But yeah. but I do pray for him. I, I'm concerned for him. No, I, for I'm real. Legitimately I, concerned I think for on a him. macro level, like when stuff like this happens, uh, whenever yeah. there's somebody who's and and a social influencer um, who disappoints, uh, (laughs) to say the least, um, for whatever way, shape, or form that happens to be. I I think it is an opportunity for us to do some self-reflection, right? And to think about, uh, if you look at, I mean, just any community, but if we look solely at the African-American community, if we're thinking about who are the voices of influence, um, and if there are people who who were looking to him as a voice of influence. I mean, I, I wasn't really, I was kind of like, eh, not so much, but I can see, I can see how many people were. And I think, what do you do with that disappointment? I just feel like for the last couple of years, there has been just an onslaught of chronic disappointment um, experienced by different groups of people. But if even, even just land yeah. the plane center, yes. center on black Americans, just constant disappointment, constant letdowns, constant, I thought it was going to be this way. I knew it was jacked up, but man, yeah. it's really jacked up. Like constant moments of that. And I think that the Kanye West thing just is another additional layer um, to, you know, to people who have already felt deeply disappointed being let down. So I think, I think it's why it's cutting so deep. Yeah. It's why it's cutting so deep. Yeah. Like, a, oh, mm-hmm. not you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Like a, not a, not you too, man. It's almost like a not you too. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think, like, what are some of y'all's practices, even just in your intersections and like Alma too, like, you know, that's what I'm including the term intersections. Like, what are some of y'all's practices, um, in like, we're laying out these highs and highs and lows of lows. Like, what are some of y'all's practices of like, uh, centering and, you know, 
care for self and preserving your sense of identity and structure and personhood and just like Mm. you know even in relation to like our understanding of sort of collective you know yeah well I I think part of this um situation with Kanye is I think people are coming to terms with um not to be super churchy but honestly I think some people are coming to terms with the ways that they've idolized him and they put him up uh to a a, a, um to a, a point where he should not have ever been I mean I had a cousin leave a group chat okay to like literally collect himself behind this. I'm like, wow. Kanye ain't get up on no tree and die for you. Like, what is happening? Like, why, why are people this distraught? Like, hey, I mean, man. I know that some of the things he said are very outlandish, but I think we have to always check that impulse within all of us. You know what I'm saying? It might not be Kanye for for me. It might be it might be something else. Like, we all have that temptation, right? And I yeah. think it's very, very, very important that we are always testing ourselves to see. Where am I? Where am I trying to? Where am I set, setting up these little counterfeit gods in my life, right? That I'm looking to as the ones that will not disappoint me. Everybody will disappoint you in this life is what my mama told me at a very young age. You see why I'm so serious all the time? <laughs> my mama always told me, your friends will betray you. Judas betrayed Jesus. I was like, all right. I mean, uh, well. <laughs> but... No, she wasn't lying. She wasn't lying. Did you get the 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 blood is thicker than uh water friends kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh yeah, big time, big time. Uh so I think it's just uh it's always important that I think with even mm. when we're trying to get our affirmation outside of God, it's going to be a problem, right? Mm. Uh, because we're always going to somehow, even like with the amazing thing that Bay did, it was so great. You know, it was great. Bay Chella was awesome, blah, blah, blah. She's in everybody's good graces, mm. you know, right now. But she's finite. You know, she's fallen. At any moment, she can make one wrong move and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, we're canceling Bay. <laughs> now we're canceling somebody else. I think we just have, you know, we just, we have to be careful yeah. that all of our affirmation, you know, is really centered on God, right? And then we have, you know, touch points, right, mm-hmm. of confirmation from other people. But that source of that affirmation has got to be rooted in God, it has to be, um, or else because people will fail you. They're going, and you you yeah. fail you fail yourself. <laughs> I mean, we fail ourselves, and so I think that's something that we have to uh, be very, very, um, and we have to embrace. You know, our 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 our, our finite selves and our yeah. fallen nature, and the fact that hey, any one of us can err at any point. You know, no nobody's arrived. Um, hopefully, it's not too much of a deep dive like what's happened with um, Kanye, but. But you never know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, uh-huh. I, you know, I think, too, um, yeah. you know, the way that we practically submit to God is that we obviously we submit, submit to God's word and we submit to godly people. Um, and we we yeah. resist. I mean, I think about how do I stay healthy in the midst of the last couple of years and all the shenanigans is that um, I try to notice and resist the temptations to make God in my own image uh, by making God's word reflect my values first. And that temptation is very, very real, particularly when I'm surrounded in spaces and media and all over the place where I feel like other people are doing that to subjugate people. It's very, very tempting to end up taking on this, exactly, to to do the same thing. And 
we have to figure out a way to be able to wrestle with and to sit with the things about our faith and about scripture that we don't like. There should be parts of scripture that we're just like, I don't like that part. And but God, by your grace, you're going mm-hmm. you're going to make me live it out mm-hmm. by your spirit. And and when we find ourselves having to agree with everything before we, we get on board with what God wants us to do, yeah. then we know that we're trying to be God over ourselves. And so being reminded of the gospel has been what has kept me sane and has what has kept me connected to the beauty of my ethnic identity. Um, because at the end of the day, I know it is an, it's an eschatological reality. Like God is not going yeah. to, glo- he's not going to glorify me out of my blackness. No, my blackness is a part of what will be glorified. Oof. And so Amen. that helps me to stay connected. Uh, so in a world that says that it's, it's, that it's toxic, that, that demeans it, that attacks it, that sees it as dangerous. I can say, nope. Uh, God is, is is making all things new, and as a part of that, even my my ethnic identity um, is is going into the eschaton. It's it's going to be here forever, as a as a trophy to God's goodness. And so, being rooted in that is is sanity keeping for me. Um, and that's a way of saying like I believe God more than I believe the principalities of this world. And I think we have to we have yeah. to constantly be saying that to each other, to ourselves. There's a lot of temptation to just throw a whole lot of, you know, babies out with the bathwater right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Brown on purpose. That's, a word. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I even think too, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I even think too, one of the, one of the practices I have is I try to remind myself, I mean, I say it in, in jest, but it's for real. Like, okay. The, the faith didn't start in 1776. Mm-hmm. Christianity didn't start there. And then I'm like, Christianity didn't start in, 15, yeah. in the 1500s Come during on. the Reformation. It ain't start there. It ain't even. It ain't start Come with. On, it didn't start mm-hmm. with. Uh, mm-hmm. With yeah, with Constantine. Like it ain't start there. We're talking about something that is so much older and longer and cosmic and beautiful. And you know, they didn't even, they didn't even start at Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking about something that started pre-time. So I have so much to draw from and so much of this is like you know western church has a, and, and even just our experience as black americans like sometimes mm-hmm. we feel like certain parts of our history is off limits because it's not necessarily ours but i'm like yo those desert fathers mm-hmm. and mothers who was like yo i'm i'm out of rome i'm finna mm-hmm. head to ethiopia mm-hmm. we're gonna start a church you know what i'm saying like fam mm-hmm. and you know it, it, that that's my history too you know, yeah. we about to build hospitals and orphanages. Yo, that's my history too. You know what I'm saying? And I get to pull from all that to say like my identity well, wellspring, I'm from a long line, you know what I'm saying, of survivors, not only survivors, but those that thrived and not only like survived culture, but created it and made it flourish. You know what I'm saying? And in the middle of these ups and downs, like in the same way that the father um, still includes me even when I'm not being like the best version of myself, I have to look at my um, the the lows even of the black community and just be like, yo, I have to include mm-hmm. you even though you're mm-hmm. not the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? And um, but still know that we're sitting in a longer mm-hmm. narrative of history and redemption. That's beautiful. Anyway, that's beautiful. Yeah, Alma, <laughs> clean us I up. Take, take us home, baby. Yeah. Um, for me, you know. Yeah when things like this come up in the culture, one of the things that I 
immediately kind of come back to and you know as I continue to grow in just kind of my own role you know in the with the podcast and just becoming this voice that people want to hear and people looking to to hear what I think is just kind of like you know a recentering that needs to happen because mm-hmm. it's very easy to become part of all that that's going on and forget you know where I come mm-hmm. from and where I'm made perfect and that's with Christ right and so I I feel that you know, often when um, there's a lot of stuff going on, one of the things that I need to remind myself very quickly of, and, you know, I was kind of joking about this when I, I mentioned the whole, like, it was really easy to judge Jay-Z from the outskirts and like all these famous people, because I'm just like sitting yeah. in, a, you know, in the corner somewhere, not even putting myself out there to be vulnerable. And to me, I often talk about how, you know, even doing this podcast is, is, you know, something that I'm growing into, because it's not, very easy as an introvert mm. to want to like be out there yeah. and be heard and have my thoughts dissected and and just kind of you know mold over and and kind of criticized right so one of the things that I've, I've had to learn is that these are the cards that I've been dealt right like God has put me in this place and I have to know how to minister that and I feel like this is true for wherever you are in your life, right? There's only there's there's always someone that needs help. There's someone someone near you that can offer help and just helping you through vulnerable times, through times of just uh, heartache, and you know being able to reach out or reach down to like help each other out wherever you are. And I think one of the things that I took for granted before kind of having this this podcast with Jason and you know being able to sit here now is not realizing that you don't need to have a podcast. You don't need to have, you know, a certain kind of career to reach yeah. folks and to be there and to just support one another through just all the things that come up for you and that can be, you know, a source of trauma, just kind of all those things opening back up because of just these scandals you hear about and have that dehumanize you or that over-sexualize you, whatever it is, you know, there's just people in our own spheres that we take for granted that can definitely be a source for Amen. ministering and you pouring into. Mm. Oof. <laughs> Yo, truth couch. Red table. Red table. It has been. Thank y'all. You know what I'm saying? Red table. <laughs> Thank it's you. Been fun, y'all. Thank you for inviting okay. us to, to sit on the couch, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Nobody oh, invites oh, us. Yeah. So thank you. Oh. you know what I mean? It could. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gotta do it again, dude. But but yeah, nah. Thank you so much, man. I hope I hope our listeners y'all got to sit in, and I hope yeah, you guys were stuff. edified, yeah. enjoyed it, and uh, maybe we'll do something else like Bye. this. Bye, y'all. Peace out, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. Prop and Alma, we want to thank y'all for allowing us to crash your couch, your red couch. And of course, we want to thank our listeners for um, chilling on the couch with us too, Truth's Couch. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about uh, From Baychella to the depths of the sunken place using the hashtag Truth's Table. Or if you're feeling a little frisky, you can use Truth's Couch uh, as your hashtag. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truth's Table. Or 
or email us your thoughts at asktruthstabled at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on the Satchel Podcast Player. Also, you can book Truth's Table through truthstable.com and we can bring the table to y'all and chop it up with you in your space. Truth's Table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And we have been your hosts, Kevin and Christina, and Propanama this time. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.